0: Our weekend news magazine on Viewpoint this Sunday was a bit of a shocker to me if you uh, heard it or not, but uh, it was it was surprise. Uh, we had an uh, economic strategist on there. We had a panel discussion uh, about this government shutdown business, you know, and of course as always with these programs when we have various guests on. Uh, I don't talk to them and, and this is unusual because most in this business, they The producers want to know what their feelings are, what side they're going to take. And I sort of like to keep it real and keep it uh, spontaneous, whatever it's going to be. Uh, I think it makes for more interest in broadcast and it it keeps it real. So we're not setting the conversation off. What surprised me about this conversation was that, you know, I I put out the point, is it radical to uh, shut down uh, a radical government was really the emphasis of the program. The shocker was that everybody on the program felt it was time to shut the government down. Now, uh, I, I wasn't expecting that, truly. I thought there was going to be some pushback or somebody would take the other side of that, and say, well, that's not. And even the economic strategist at first was sort of waffling a little bit, you know, like, well, you know, and probably not a good thing, but we may be at the point now where we need to do it. And he even recognized that we were kind of getting, you know, beyond the curve that really is part of the conversation today, my fellow Americans. Welcome into the voice of the nation. And uh, it is Malcolm Out Loud here. Uh, getting around that curve is what I want to talk to you about a little bit. I think as you begin to surmise and you look at uh, all of these things that are happening in our country, it is overwhelmingly uh, a sense that we are just around the curve now in fast approaching uh, well, whatever you want to call it, socialism uh, 101 and more into a uh, communist country. But I think back over the past many decades, and, and again, like the frog in the pot, this isn't ever an overnight thing. It wasn't for the last few decades. And it's probably not going to be for the next decade or two, maybe a little closer than that, actually. But uh, that frog is not jumping out of the pot yet, and it's going to boil for sure. I mean, we're going to see that in the years ahead. We sort of are at this crossroads. Let me explain to you, and I think you may very well agree with me. You know, there's a lot of talk today between, you know, a, a revolutionary moment in our country, which is the people, we the people, in contrast to big government, you know, And then there are conversations within the conversation of a civil war, which is the people against the people. Uh, In this case, it really isn't North and South, but it really is Republican and Democrat, uh, conservative and liberal or progressivism, uh, which has really been a lot of the challenges we're having right now as far as keeping uh, America the way we know and love the country, the way we want America to be, you know you know you think about those two scenarios and on some given days it you you're thinking in the terms of well it's us against you know big government elites uh, the oligarchs that kind of thing you know but on other given days it's the people against the people and the breakdown of society now these roads overlap each other there's no doubt about it but there is a divide a strong divide actually within the people that is causing uh, uh, great unrest and uh, uh, a sense of um, uh, fear, I think, in people, and they know it. Um, and, it and it's on an all, an all the divide, all the social cultural divides that we normally talk about at the water cooler. It's impacting everything. It's, it's impact. I mean, just think about everything that went through COVID, whether it was a passport or a vaccine or a mask. Everything was a left right fight which is one part of the population and another part of the population, right? I mean, everything was that kind of a fight. Now, a lot of that has been bought on from the government and the oligarchs, the elites that have bought that fight on. They tend to divide the people pretty consistently. And they've been successful at it. And it's been happening for a long time. So that really is kind kind of the enemy of the country, but... They talking about big government now and what's happened to our country, because we can't recognize it anymore. Surely, you know, we all know that. But but they are part and parcel in creating this intersection I'm talking to you about right now within a revolutionary moment and a and a civil moment, a civil war moment. Now, listen. I don't suggest that war is ever uh, a road path forward or a a pleasant experience for anybody. In fact, it's one of the worst things of humanity. But I guess there are times when it's essential. And if anything, this country has learned that through its origins. Uh, There were times not only within our country it was essential, but there were times that it was essential to save the world. So, you know, war has its place and purpose, sadly, uh, in humanity and uh, I'm not a war monger. So I don't really, I like, I think we should not be involved in a lot of these affairs and conflicts, frankly. So I don't really play that card as a lot of people do. And surely a lot of Republicans do. They love war and love to contrast it with big budgets and the, the military industrial complex. That is not my position at all. It is more so to take care of our, our base here first, our home base, and then build on other things that we can do uh, to improve humanity. Uh, sure, you know, uh, but not before we take care of our own home. And that really has become a divide in line in our country as well. Uh, people fighting whether to fund or defund Ukraine, you know, it's a dicey road, no matter how it is, no clear but the point is it's a conversation we can't even really or shouldn't have that dicey conversation until we secure our own country if that makes sense okay so we have no room to talk we have no position to be the big boy on campus until we do some basic things that i want to talk about today with you a bit and once we do these things we can then talk about, you know, other factors in the world, peace and humanity. and now, So I don't suggest we stick our head in the sand, but I, I don't suggest we, well, bankrupt. We're beyond bankrupt at this point, but going to the hole any further, I guess, might be another way to say it. I'm not sure how much further we go into the hole as you're seeing people get a little uprising out of that as well. All right. So let's dial it back. All right. So I'm thinking here, you know, and I think in the terms of, from me as a kid, playing sandlot ball, that kind of thing. Uh, and um, you know, a more, uh, just a different um, sense of America. It's a different element. Um, a lot of things happened with Ronald Reagan in office, the way he changed the country uh, the cold war, the Soviet union, being done with all that moving forward into the next chapter Um, You know, we kind of left from the world wars into more of an innocent stage of America into um, another movement. And and I guess probably what I would say to you is I, I think the globalists and the communists and the progressivists and they're all the same. They all fit the same cookie cutter. When I say the same, not entirely the same, but they're in the same of their objective of America and where they want to take it is what I'm suggesting to you. And, you know, you see the signs over the years, you know, and they seem innocent at first. And, of course, it's easy to be a real screw up in America because people can hide behind these, you know, our Bill of Rights. They can hide behind the Constitution very easily and be a moron. And they do do that. Like it's perfectly legit to burn the flag and piss on the flag and do whatever else you want to do to the flag. That's perfectly legit in a society like us. You can call people out. You can do all kinds of things, unless of course you're Donald Trump and you piss off the wrong people. (laughs) That's a whole other story, there, isn't it? Now we found that out for sure. But you know, you start to see the signs a little bit, and the uh, the curriculum changing in the school system. That was subtle. That was really, really subtle as that started to happen. And it happened a lot more after I was out of school. So I can't speak in a firsthand sense of that, frankly. I didn't see a lot of that myself personally, you know. Um, So I can't speak of, but, but it, so a lot of that happened after I was through, Uh, you know, we were, I guess I grew up in a more innocent time in America, more or less, I guess. The communists didn't quite have their teeth into uh, the meat of America. That's changed now. Uh, I guess a couple of the first signs i seen when we started to go bad, okay? Uh, the first sign I've seen is when it became no longer cool uh, to praise God any further. It, it was no longer cool, and you really—it became very divisive in the country. And I'm not just talking school prayer here, that sort of thing. I mean, that was part of it in the school system— You know, it was okay to start doing certain things, but you couldn't do you couldn't do prayer and God and pray and that sort of thing. But you could um, let your sexuality flow all over the place. You could, uh, you know, uh, embrace drugs and all of that. There were a lot of other things that became acceptable behavior, you know, kind of thing. And, um, you know, changing body parts, that kind of thing. Things I never would have understood as a young boy growing up. Uh, but, you know, that all kind of changed there as well. And so, uh, but, you know, some of the first signs I seen was as a young lad that I did see early on was the fighting on the manger scene. That became the ACLU and and others were fighting. These groups were um, fighting against the manger scene at the local uh, Kmart or the 7-Eleven, you know. They didn't want that manger scene there. It was offensive because of freedom of religion, that sort of thing. That's kind of some of the signs I started seeing early on. Uh, And of course, there were many others as well that started to get this ball rolling. The other one that really got my eyes open and really started to irritate me a great deal. I don't know about you, but that was where in all the sports games, they started um, kneeling, uh, kneeling down and totally disrespecting uh, our anthem, our national anthem, our the American flag, but more than that, our country, our military heroes, our law enforcement heroes, uh, people who fight, put their life on the line every second of every day to secure America. You know, I started seeing some of that. And and that uh, was a real bit of a rude awakening. To me, at least it was. I thought, that's something's not right there because but then you see a lot of the players behind it and the people that were behind that sort of movement. But And then the other thing that was kind of simultaneously uh, developing was the, which was another eye opener for me. It was the pulling down of all the statues, you know, and and just burning them and crucifying them, putting ropes around them, dragging them through the city. I mean, it was like, uh, I just couldn't even believe it. Like, And that's now became that's become very in vogue now. I mean, as I talk to you right now, I mean, it's happening a lot. They're now going to the extreme things that, in fact, as a sidebar, things that Donald Trump warned about, where they'd be going after our presidents and our framers and founders. That's happening right now. I mean, they've gone beyond Christopher Columbus. Believe me, he's an Italian-American. They've gone way behind him, beyond him. And they're now into the framers and the presidents and other historical figures for sure that have surely shaped our country. I don't know. It's weird. It's like, you know, somehow, I I don't even know where the conversation goes on this. Like they're looking for the perfect person somehow or somewhere. What is the perfect person? Anything that doesn't fit that perfection is they want to trash it or to fit what they believe that perfect person is. That like they didn't engage in certain things in their time via whether it be slavery, whether it be other things that were, you know, at that moment uh, is what society had uh, embraced or or not. And that America fought against and that actually the Republican Party fought against and won over the progressivism and the leftists who were the KKK and wanted to keep that in play. But that whole script has been flipped on its head, and they now portend to a black America that they are the party for them somehow, which is mind-boggling at best. And then the whole pulling fathers out of the families, you know, all that was all a thing too, remember the decimation of the family really big time, the, the Black American family did a lot of damage. And then at the same time, you had all this abortion stuff coming off the ground. You know, you had the striking down of God. You had the coming up of abortion and the killing of babies to be acceptable because it is their body and they can do what the hell they want to do. You know, that kind of a conversation. You know that. I mean, that. that's all that we were playing in. So you see, all this is going on kind of simultaneously now. Um, you know, they just keep pushing... And pushing the the ball ahead. And tolerance is the word. You got to be tolerant. I had this conversation with a couple of dear friends the other day. In fact, I said, We need to be less tolerant. And they said, I don't know if that's the right word to use, Malcolm. I said, Well, it's probably not, but that's why I think we need to use it. And they said, Oh, I see what you mean. Reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah, we got to kind of play their game a little bit. I mean, come on. I mean, and since they are always talking about tolerance, well, I think maybe at this point, we don't want to acquiesce anymore. We don't want to, well, I know it does sound right, but we don't want to bend over and take one more for the team kids, the team of Marxism and communism, that is, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, we don't want to do that. So that, you know, that's kind of what I mean by, I I think, uh, uh, Americanism, patriotism, really, in a lot of ways, need to become less tolerant of this nonsense that's going on. And they need to push back. I mean, leftiness and communism, a lot of Republicans refer to them as stupid. I see that word used a lot, stupid, dumb, idiotic. They're not stupid and dumb, people. I'm telling you, they're actually quite brilliant. And they have pulled it over a lot of other heads who are not quite thinking the way they are. I mean, they really are quite brilliant. And what they've been able to do, so I I don't think using stupid and dumb is is the right vocabulary in describing this cast of characters. Their brilliance cannot be understated, what they've been able to pull off in recent years and decades and where we find ourselves right now, you see. So all of this has been percolating in our country, if you're following me so far, okay? And over this last, well, I guess... 20, 30 years, would you say, probably? That's what I'm guessing in my lifetime here, uh, you know? And it's all sort of changed a little bit. All the rules changed, and it was a massive change. It's like, it's hard to even wrap your mind around it, how much it changed. And But now what's happened is all of this has developed and percolated. Damage has been done. History has been obliterated. The indoctrination has happened. God has been chastised and pulled down. All these other values have been put forth. History has been knocked over. Abortion has been praised. Um, You can see the criminal as, I mean, we are really in some uncharted waters here. I guess if there's a fight of good and evil, as I believe there is, and as I talk to you about fairly frequently, I would probably suggest to you at this moment of time that evil is winning right now. Satanism seems to have an edge up in the day at this moment of time. We're sort of at that crux of where does the fight go next? And back to the tolerance word that I used with you a moment ago, should be, shouldn't be, where are we, how hard do we push back? Uh, That's where we find ourselves. So all of this now is in play. So if you're with me so far, I think... What I'm driving at here now is if we're coming down the road of America and the future of America is in front of us, we sort of are up around the curve now and becoming a really a United Socialist States of America, I guess it would be, um, right? United Socialist States of I a mean, USSA. So not quite the USSR, but that would be our version of it, the USSA. And then... That can be whatever you want it to be. That could be Marxism, communism. It could be whatever you fashion. It would be all of it. I mean, a piece of all of these factors fit into this USSA. And then that's what we're looking at. And that becomes the full takeover of America at that point. I mean, and it happens in broad daylight. It happens right out here in, in the middle of the uh, day. We can all see it kind of happening. Back to that frog. The frog didn't learn to jump out of the pot, I guess, in time, friends. And there you go. One great nation. Uh, That was uh, doing its thing around the world. Is now become uh, in the uh, ashes of history, basically. And and we've we haven't seen it, but this has happened in history before. I can't say I've seen it. I'm not old enough to see that, but it has surely happened in history many times. And you know, I don't know was America ever going to be the exception to that rule. You know, it's a little tricky, isn't it? So all of this is now happened. And we all, and you know, overwhelmingly admit this to me or not please, but I think you probably have a sense as I do, that about everybody in our lifetime, everybody in our uh, sphere of influence, our friends, our family, acquaintances, people we talk to, right? About everybody has a sense that these are not good times. And even beyond that, these are very bad and evil times. And most people that you know and associate with are probably in fear of their country and in fear of what will happen next. I think you might admit that uh, overwhelmingly that is the case. That is the case. That's where we find ourselves, unless I don't know many people that are in denial of that fact. At least I don't know them. Now, imagine there are and, and maybe even not. Maybe some of the because I always say that 20 percent of the country that's probably gone, uh, the communists, they um, they know as well. They're just not going to admit a lot of these things out in the public square kind of thing, you know, at the water cooler, you know, so. Uh, But I think we all sort of know overwhelmingly in all of the different facets and stripes of people we deal with on a regular daily basis are well aware that America is under siege right now and we don't know really what's going to happen. And it's hard. It's hard to the wheat and the shaft. It's hard to pull all that apart now. And understand where the real leaders are because we have a full takeover mode happening we have the oligarchs one of the media elites though all the me, all the media is atrocious bad really bad we got all the social media oligarchs of course that are in control of that uh so that runs the megaphone to society and you can see that right now in all the sensationalized headlines on trump that they basically have him as a nazi as a hitler and uh so on and so forth you know and uh and it's, it's really pretty sick, actually, uh, with the way they're doing it. And of course, Trump is probably playing more and more into their hands because, you know, the funny thing about Trump is he says what other people think, but they never are willing to say it. I'm going to put that out there for you, OK, to think about. So he says things that you're probably thinking about, you have certainly thought about before, but you probably wouldn't share in the public square. I, that's a whole nother version of out loudness is what I would call it. And I sort of have a little bit of that disease myself. You probably know that about me. I, I try to be measured and also try to be careful. I don't probably always succeed, but I do make a concerted effort uh, to um, to do that. I think Trump has seized the danger. He knows the danger. He sees where it's at. Oh, he just, you know, the gloves are off and he just believes this is the moment this is the time and that we need to secure america's future he has basically put himself out there in ways that about anybody we know would not do now that makes him attractive to a good swath of the country we don't know quite what their swath is yet but we're speculating in this election here but it makes him an enemy of the state and an enemy to another swath of the country that becomes, is a polarizing figure for everything I just described to you. That's what we're dealing with with Donald Trump and why it is such a threat. Of course, he, he always does things out in the daylight, but in some ways, psychologically, from a political sense, sort of it, it can undermine uh, the road ahead because in many ways, you empower the enemy, which is kind of what Sun Tzu, the art of war, always says not to do. You you do more of a, a surprise attack, you know, but you don't show them your playing cards. In other words, you know, your hands. And he's a he's a multi-level chess player. So some of the cards he puts out there are really entertainment driven. Now, the media doesn't buy that because they think everything he says is gospel or they want to believe that so they can turn it into, you know, their their fancy headlines and the clickbait, the clickbait stuff they put out there, clearly, which is. Really ridiculous on its face. But these people don't want to see Donald Trump succeed. And frankly, I will go one step further with you. My fellow Americans, they don't want to see America succeed either. They have a different version of America, a different vision of America. It is not the America we grew up with. It was not the America that was founded and discovered back in the 1700s. It was not that kind of America at all. Uh, It's a different kind of America. Their vision is uh is for, and uh, this is the fight we have so so if you're with me now, we've got this you see where I'm at now, okay, it's a multifaceted conversation. I wanted to sort of get out out of my get it off my chest, if you will, and uh, explain to you what I think is really going on here. There's a lot of other evidence into the decimation of this that we are experiencing right now uh, you know, we put the fourth, the fight forth every day. Uh, we put the fight forth every hour of every day. In fact, my fellow Americans here at America Out Loud, without doubt, without doubt, it's a special breed of people. So uh, it's a surely a grassroots movement of people who get it. People tell me all the time, you know, wow, lots happened there. You've really grown. You've done well. I, I don't know. We're just still a very, uh, a very young. Uh, a lot of mobility here, but a simple operation in how we get this news out here. what we do with some of the best, uh, amazing talent uh, around uh, the world, around surely around the nation, but also around the world. And uh, that's what the platform is. It's a magnet. It's a magnet for Americanism, for America, not in a selfish way now. It's not in a selfish way. So I've shared with you before. I mean, you have to take care of your home base before you can do other good deeds out in the world. The same way when the mask comes down on the plane and they tell you to put your mask on first. It's the same principle here, friends. I'm telling you, it's the same principle. If you can't breathe and function and you don't have your mask on, you're gonna succumb to whatever that environment is. It's the same program. And that's what we all have to do right now. So think about this now. Repeat after me. Take the mask down from the top of the plane there. Put it on your face. And then breathe. And then breathe. And that's really what we need to do as a nation, as a people. We need to begin to protect ourselves in ways that uh, we that are sustainable. And that then we can strategically move forward. Now, that's going to take a little bit of pain. It's going to take a little bit of... Um, uh, cancer, we have a little bit of cancer in us uh, as a country. That uh, cancer is going to have to be uh, er- eradicated from the country, uh, more or less. Uh, and that's going to be whatever that moment is. And that's what I can't describe to you, really, because that's what's going to play out next, probably, in these next couple of years, is going to be that moment, that intersection, that conflict I started with, which is a revolutionary. Civil war kind of intersection. I, I hate hate to use the word war. I really do, but you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about: a conflict of thought, a conflict of where we are at. Now, there are ways we can do this within the confines of our constitution, the confines of our 10th amendment, the confines of our first amendment, and all of these things. There are ways we can do this, uh, and avoid some in that three-letter word. It starts with a W. You know, there are some ways. But we've got to collectively come together as a people to be able to do this, to see this through. That's, I guess, my message today, my fellow Americans, you know, for sure. Now, a lot of other interesting things I want to talk to you about that overlaps this conversation today. Uh, they have, to, I think, are really, really important uh, to this conversation and what's ahead and how do we save our nation. These are actually, to me, some of the most important Conversations we need to have because we really need to think outside of the box, the lines, whatever it is you're thinking inside of. I don't think inside boxes and lines, so I can't speak about that. I've always been somebody that doesn't have a box in their life. So I'm a little different of a cat. I'm a visionary, but I know a lot of people like to be in the confines of that box. We need to start to think about what this is going to look like and get outside of that box and outside of the lines and begin to understand uh, what it is going to take and what steps we need to embrace here to truly save our nation and to be able to secure the generations that are forthcoming with our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and the people we love and cherish in this lifetime. That's really the order at the end of the day, that's that's the uh, the task uh, uh, on hand, uh, really, that we've got to take a look at, because if not, we don't leave them a very good legacy uh, on this um, planet right now. I can tell you, without America, you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it, we, we, we didn't do a good job at that point. I don't want to be this, the, the most screwed up generation that i reference referenced to you all the time. I don't want to be that going from Rokos greatest generation after World War II to the most I don't want to I don't want to do that's not the legacy I want to leave. You know, I think when we when we uh close our eyes for the last time and we leave this planet and uh in the in the in the in the grace of God Almighty, but when we do that, we want to know that we've done our darndest, that we have fought the good fight. And that we've left something behind that is worthy, that's worthy. It's the way we've got to look at it. Help us share things back at americoutloud.news. Help us get the word out there. I invite all the ideas and thoughts you have out there, and you can send them to me personally. at uh, Send them to Malcolm. Uh, at, uh, if, in fact, I'll, I'll give you my personal email address now that I, I don't normally give out, but let me give it to my my friends and family here listeners, it's me me at malcolmoutloud.com me at malcolmoutloud.com will come to me directly and so i invite you uh if you've got constructive thoughts ideas uh, things that can build on this conversation by all means uh let me know what they are and uh let's let's figure it out let's figure that out well, friends, also uh, AmericanGrouldout dot shop. Uh, been telling you about this, and you're hearing it all over the platform. Amazing, amazing products back there. This has been a a place and a site that has been uh, a, a, a site worth visiting, and that's time has come. Actually, put a lot of effort into this, uh, and uh, so and I tell you about a lot of the products on there. But as always, do your research check out the products, make sure they're right. But, you know, you hear the different doctors on the platform here, whether it's the medical doctors or the naturopathic doctors or the nurses who have a wealth of knowledge of this stuff, far more than I do. But I've been through plenty in the past three and a half years with you on COVID and have been doing the shows with, of course, Dr. McCullough and Dr. Henry, Henry Ely as well, and, and others. Uh, and so I've, I've got uh, been able to learn a lot from these last few years. Uh, for sure, more than I ever thought possible, frankly. But uh, which is why I feel comfortable telling you about some of these things. But I still always tell you to do your own research and make sure that it's for you. But we see a lot of people still struggling with long COVID, vaccine injury, that sort of thing, and really just need a better quality of life. Um, and that can happen. Uh, take some of the healthy cell products. They're, they're uh, uh, nutraceuticals, but they're, um, they're gel form uh. uh, uh Microgel, microgel, and they're fantastic because they, they're easy to travel with a little package and you can take it right out of the package into the mouth down and you get maximum absorption into the body which you will not get with any pill form that is just a scientific fact It just is what it is or i put it in mine in a couple ounces of water because i take a few other things with it so kind of what i do but you can do with it you can put it on ice cream if you wanted, or yogurt as well it doesn't matter it's it's good tasting different flavors berry flavor But they also have a REM sleep, which I took the other night because I really needed to get a little extra sleep in the morning. And and that can happen with your um, circadian clock. That last hour or two in the morning actually is the most important morning. So we've discovered with sleep patterns. So it's not a sleeping pill. It's not going to put you to sleep specifically. It's just going to let you rest deeply. I like REM sleep a lot for that purpose. So when you really need to rest your body and you know you've just got a lot on your mind, (laughs) hence Malcolm (laughs) where I'm at then this is a perfect product to take. And, and my wife even said that the day, she said, wow, she said, you slept and now an we're two more in the morning. And I smiled, I looked at her as well. I took REM sleep last night. She laughed and she asked me last night, she said, did you take REM sleep? So I said, no, I didn't, honey. Uh, so, you know, I don't take it every night kind of thing. Now, McCullough thinks you should take it every night. Dr. Peter McCullough, he always says, tells listeners that because he thinks it does uh, good, good for your body that way. But everybody has to use it differently, whatever works for you. The other good one they have is Focus and Recall, by the way, which is brain, brain. uh, A lot of people have brain fog as well. That's a real problem from COVID, I'm telling you. But just as a regular habit, also uh, nurturing our brains and keeping them vibrant as a muscle that it is, uh, Focus and Recall is a really good product. All these products, you get twenty-five percent off by using the code OutLoud on that first order you put in with Healthy Cell. And again, all the details are back at AmericaOutLoud.shop. Take a look at Kofix while you're there. They got a new throat spray. Use uh, OutLoud twenty-five there, and you get twenty-five percent off. That's brand new with Kofix RX. Fantastic uh, wellness company. ASEA, Global Healing. Some amazing amazing products right there friends we'll take a quick pause you are listening to the voice of a nation listen to malcolm the voice of a nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on apple android or alexa
1: Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash Outloud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OutLoud. With Genesis, you're ready for anything.
0: Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. for the soul of humanity. So there was one particular column I wanted to share with you was ran in the Los Angeles Times. And again, it doesn't matter what publication this stuff is in. They're, they're pretty well all beat to the same drum. So I make less of an emphasis whether it's the LA Times, the USA Today, the Washington Post, or the. New York. I mean, come on, it's just what flavor of ice cream do you like? It all tastes a little tart on your tongue, but it is what it is, right? All right. Um, and this one here is Trump has a second term agenda, and it's more terrifying than ever. So I want to put that off to the side there a moment, and you can see where they're. Go- and these are the headlines you're going to see every hour of every day right now. They're making him into the biggest monster that he could possibly be. And and he's fueling the fire a bit with some of his commentary. He doesn't care at this point. He doesn't care, and I think his audience knows that they're smart. These people are smart. They're not some sort of a low class cult, which is what the Marxist communist media is saying. And and by the way, that's where I want to go right next. This article really irritated me a lot, and I I, I read through it a couple of times. I I got it. I, I ran back in. Uh, Okay, so it's updated here in September, but I think it was an August uh, article or something like that. But in, yep, August 30th, there it is. Okay, this was in the Atlantic. Now, you know what the Atlantic is. Again, just pick a number, pick a number. The end will come for the cult of MAGA. (laughs) The next generation isn't buying it. Yeah, the end will come. Well, they've raised the next generation. I would agree with that. They're not buying it. They're correct. They've raised the next generation. The media oligarchs did and um these elites so they know what they're talking about yeah it, it, the, of course the next generation isn't buying it this is the same generation that tore all the hit the, tore all the statues down banged them up bruised them dragged them through the city town thrown them in the rivers and the lakes and yeah, that's the same generation that's it right there it's the same generation that kneeled for the flag and pissed on the flag and all of that absolutely that's the generation we're talking about so they're correct with that last part of the statement they are now. Not everything is inclusive, so don't don't. Uh, some of you that are listening that are on the younger generation. I'm not talking. If you don't believe that, I'm not suggesting you're part of that. Nothing is a hundred percent in life, is what I am saying. We're talking the vast majority. When they say the next generation, that's not a hundred percent. Now, please understand, okay? But the next generation, being the the the, the vast majority, the bulk of them. And that is a correct statement, but I already set that up for you in the first part of the program as to why. Back to all of it, the taking gun out of it, the, the manger scenes, the, uh, the flag, the historical statues. It's all connected, people. It is all connected. All the dots connect there. Uh, so uh, so this this article here, I, I wanted to address first because um, it's very, very rich. And uh, this uh, in the Atlantic, again, the end will come for the cult of MAGA. I'm going to put these links into the post when this goes to podcast, by the way, it's just because I think they're interested in reading to inform you of some of this. It's good to have a little bit of the knowledge to see, but d- just don't let this stuff um, uh, mess with your mind too much, please. You kind of read everything with a grain of salt when it comes to the media and the uh, oligarchs here. Just don't, you, you know... It can really mess you up. That's all I'm saying. So you want to be careful, you know. So they say here Donald Trump stands in front of massive crowds, festooned with insignia, proclaiming their allegiance, chanting his name and accompanying him on the familiar refrains lock her up, lock him up, build the wall, Donald Trump. And, you know, so there are references that he's sort of an idol. And they're sort of on the idea of a Taylor Swift, but not really because she doesn't have Swifties that want to sack the Capitol. But yet he does have people who want to sack the Capitol. and so he's got a cult going here, etc. People who like love America and you know believe in the Constitution. He's got this cult, Trumpism. It's a it's a Trumpism is a cult. People who you know love make America great again, who like the flag. That's a, that's the cult. So at this point. I guess if we play by the standard rules here of the Atlantic and the Marxist media, well, maybe that's the America cult we need that will rejoin our ancestors back in uh, 1976 and then in the Revolutionary War and the Civil War moments of our nation and uh, embrace that cult to the point that it's a cult of America, a cult of people who absolutely dig our country they think it's the coolest thing since, you know what, since the Eskimos discovered the Igloo. That's what they think. And so call it whatever you want. I don't care, man. That's, you want to call it, cult Trump. I don't really care. But that's what, we love the Constitution. We love our country. We love everything that we have in front of us. And we want to secure it for future generations. We want that to be our legacy, you know? I mean, listen, God gives us with so many years and so much time on the planet None of us never know when uh, the the end is here, and when it's you know lights off, when we take our last look at the earth and close our eyes forever. We don't know when that is, so we have to, we or we should put it all out there every moment of the day. Put it all out there. That's all. That's and I always believe that. I did that in baseball as a young lad. I did that in the business corporate boardrooms. I've done that with America. Outlaw. I've done that with everything I've done in my life. I put it all out there and embrace it. It works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. But uh, you, you just don't don't leave anything on the playing field. Just put it all out there, man. Leave it all or leave it all on the playing field rather. It's probably a better way to say that, right? <laughs> uh, so when you leave it, you put your head on the pillow at night. Uh, you may not even need that run sleep at that point. Well, in the morning, you need that for to get that extra hour too. If you've got a lot on your mind and you're busy. Anyways, that's a sidebar if you were listening to the uh, uh, middle of the uh, program there. Uh, so the, the Trump cult thing, you know where I'm at now. So they're embracing that and saying that the whole Trump thing is a cult. You know what this is all about. The MAGA, the red hat. You know, we, we know all that crap, what that's about. But, but they're trying to shift this into high gear now and convince others. I don't know that they're going to be able to pull this off. I, I don't think they're doing a swell job. And I think basically everybody knows. And I think the country's on to the, to the to the gig and the gag at this point. Independence and moderates know it. And left of center knows it as well. They know the media is corrupt in this country. They know the social media is BS. They, they know all of this. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Everybody, everybody, 100% of everybody knows it. And yes, the 20% of the communists know it as well. Rest assured, everybody knows what I'm talking about, my fellow Americans. It is not a secret. Okay. It's not. It just depends on how, what levels of, what levels of um, uh, patience people have for some of this stuff, you know, Uh, 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 how how many levels of acceptance. Are they willing to accept this? I'm hoping they don't. I'm hoping that this cult of America, um, whatever you want to call it, I'm hoping it pushes back on the communists and the progressivism, and the leftism, and the Marxism. And that's what the Democrat Party has become, sadly. And so the left of center Democrat people, they have a home here. They have a home here. And I think it's maybe even time to change the Republican Party brand. You know that? I think it's time to change that brand and really consider it because it's a brand that mimics the old white man brand. I hate that feeling or sense. They never did a good job of building the tent to uh, embrace all the flavors of people, the diversity of people. They never did a really good job of that. You know, from a PR standpoint, I'm talking about now. Okay. They always kind of stepped on their tongues. uh, Whereas the left, they kind of figured it out early and they knew how to do it. They, They just, you know, evil tends to, again, they're not stupid. They're not dumb. As I said, they're actually quite brilliant. And they actually were far ahead. And they also they were brilliant when they bought all the newspapers in town in the neighborhood of America. They were also brilliant when they owned all the billboard companies, all the media outlets. They were also brilliant when they created all the social media oligarchs and they owned all of those social media companies. Everybody was complaining to bits and said, we're the Republicans, we're the conservatives, we're Americans. They know we know all that, too. Well, that's right. That's what happened. And then a lot of people cried at home and said, well, you know, but they owned it all at that point. And a lot of my friends complained and complained about all the social media, the, you know, of course, nobody wants to be told what to think and say or write. I mean, they were pulling and still pulling accounts down a shadow banning and scamming everybody. And they still do it. They're doing it as much today as they did before. It's just all how they put it out there. It's just all the same uh, stuff. So, so we, we have to know what we're dealing with here is all on um, uh, suggestion here. OK, so so we've got that cult thing. I'll tell you about that, that they're suggesting. And again, you're going to see some of the most horrific headlines about Donald Trump in the days and weeks ahead. They're going to get more uglier. I'm telling you, as we go, as he continues to buck the system, because, you know, he does that. He bucks the system as he continues to do that. And even in the face of indictments and all this stuff happening, it gets closer and closer to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. My fellow Americans, they are going to have a total shit fit. I mean, a heart attack. Yeah, the left—they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna self implode. Just like remember when their mouth dropped when Hillary lost and Donald one was like, you remember that scene? It was like it was priceless. I mean, that was worth everything, wasn't it though? You know, the mouse dropped. I can still see the visual, the glasses, the ladies, all of them Was like, "Uh, no, no. It was funny as hell. And, you know, they are like they just couldn't believe it. It's still a bunch of communists, obviously, you know. Um, So. All right. This uh, I digress. I digress. This uh, terrifying agenda that Trump has on the L.A. Times, I got to circle back to that because I want to get that link into the post as well for you all to read, because it's. It always makes for an interesting evening when you're reading these kind of garbage. But this is the stuff they put out there. Uh, former uh, this L- L.A. Times again, former President Trump is on the campaign trail again. Uh, most of the attention he's getting is for the his bare knuckled attacks on his chief opponents like President Biden, Crooked Joe and, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, desanctimonious. Uh, as well as the prosecutors who've indicted him, uh, fascist thugs. Uh, now, you can uh, argue upon any one of those. I'm sure he's got his reasons he did it, just like little Jeb. He just likes to do all that stuff. I, uh, you know. But as far as fascist thugs on the prosecutors, I think he probably has a good point. And the crooked Joe on the uh, Biden, I, I think I would probably give a lot of credit to both of those. I'm not going to agree with the uh, dissentist one. And back to what Reagan said back in the day, remember, don't don't uh, do that to a fellow Republican. That was his thing. But I just I don't see. I think this is just a personal little uh, scrap with uh, that. In fact, you know, you've see, we've seen weirder things happen in politics historically, but don't even count that out. We are. They may. you we, We've seen it. We I know nobody's thinking this anymore, but don't even count it out that you end up seeing a Trump DeSantis ticket. I'm telling you, I know they say, well, Trump won't do that. Don't count it out. We've seen it time and again. History has proven enemies, not really enemies, but adversaries at the moment, I guess, competitors be a better word. They come together and they create a more powerful plan. Could happen, could happen. I'm not saying I think that's the best or the worst. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it could happen. Uh, So, uh amid the insults trump has laid out a menu of actions he plans to take if he becomes president again now, listen to how radical all these things are i mean this is their message here that uh, uh it's more terrifying than ever and i've seen a whole bunch of headlines like this uh for sure not just a couple here they're all over the place i just happened to pick this one today in the la times uh so here's the few bullets um Use the military to participate in the largest deportation of undocumented immigrants in American history. So these are the unlawful uh, breakers, the illegals, the aliens, whatever you want to call them, that have crossed over that the Biden administration is responsible for. Not a humane deal at all they've done. Uh, Very inhumane what's transpired here. But I'm not going to go down that road with you. We don't have time. But I put that out there. That's one of the things they're saying, Okay, that that's like the worst. Order the National Guard into cities with high crime rates. Well, you see what's happening to our cities. Uh, we've got some very important uh, op-eds coming up on the uh, platform. In fact, even today and tomorrow about America's cities. Pay attention, watch, read those, see them, and circulate them with your opinions and put them out there, please. But yeah, no, this is this is the problem of a lifetime. Right, happening now to our cities and towns in America. It's not good. Uh, it's not good, my fellow Americans, for sure. Uh, prosecute Californians who protect minors coming to the state for gender-affirming care. So this is the child abuse and the pedophilia stuff and all this nonsense that politicians just can't leave alone And governments cannot, they're like, you know, they got to get involved in stuff they have no business getting involved in. They need to stay out of all this stuff. That's not what we, that has nothing to do with national security to have them get involved in all these gay trans programs. It should stay out of politics as well as abortion and the rest of it should stay out of it as well. Social cultural issues should not be involved in the political hemisphere of all these conversations. That's my belief. It needs to stay out of it. And we just need them for national security. That's what the United States government needs to do. And they need to back off the rest of it, including get rid of the the Department of Education with that doofus uh, Miguel Cardona there. What a nut job he is that we talked about on Viewpoint on the weekend here. Wow. Uh, Impose a 10% tariff on all foreign goods, increase in prices for consumers is their message. Well, He's coming, trying to bring a lot of it back to America. There's a lot to say about that. Right now, we've got to do something about sending all of our uh, important products overseas, specifically to China and Taiwan, and then complain about it. Which is all the antibiotics, all the stuff that is vital to health uh, and a lot of things in the health and medical field, but also the chips that run our computers and all. And then we sit and complain about it all. Then the the uh, the um, the rare earths. And then the the whole electrical energy government—the thing's a mess. We're setting ourselves up for such failure right now uh, that it's, it's almost guaranteed. It's it's about just about guaranteed that the way they're playing this out right now, I'll tell you right now. Um, appoint a special prosecutor to go after his political opponents, beginning with Biden. You know, and to this I say, what have you all been doing? What what have you all been doing? You spend every waking minute of every month of every year going after Trump. And now you're somehow offended or this is some sort of of an earth shattering moment that he wants to have a special prosecutor go after you people like that's a shocking revelation, isn't it? Now, I mean, I can't even believe they put this in. What do they expect? I mean, you almost have to uh, figure out or know where the criminal aspect is to these crime families of Clinton and Biden and the right never played those right. They never pushed uh, the envelope like the left is pushing against Trump right now. They never went. They never did it. They, they just don't play the game that way. That's why they're smart and brilliant. The communists are. And the right does not. It's that simple. That's why they got kind of indictments. First time historic. Kind on of, a Four indictments. I mean, uh, well, four. Yeah. And, and 91 uh, criminal charges they're going after him you know that they're trying to indict him for i mean the thing is off the charts now if you've done that to hillary clinton can you imagine what would happen their heads would have been imploded which would have been a good thing because then we would gotten rid of more of them faster sooner ah oh, i guessed i shouldn't have said that huh purge the federal civil service of anyone who questions his views you know they make up stuff as they go along as well. They just make a lot of this up and they they it's propaganda and then, then sensationalize it all. And all the headlines I've been looking at are so unbelievably sensationalized that it's hard to it's hard to even wrap your mind around any of these. And again, anybody who is a lover of America, anybody who loves the Constitution, loves patriotism, loves wants to make America great again by their view, is considered an extremist and a radical. Think about that, my fellow Americans, please. Think about that. Just bring that point home with you from this conversation, please, today. If you love your country, if you love the Constitution, if you stand in honor of the flag, if you want low crime, if you want to protect your border and security for your family, if you want to make America great again, you are considered an extremist, a radical. That's what you're considered. That should tell you everything about the fight we are in. And why the left calls Americans extremists and radical, or far right, as they call it, because it is now to be far right to be patriotic. I rest my case my fellow Americans, I rest my case. That is the crux of what I want you to take from today's conversation, please, and understand the fight at hand, understand all the things we talked about, how this thing has crept, where the frog is now, what we have to do to secure, and that intersection, that busy intersection, that we've discussed today on the broadcast God bless you Thank you for joining me on the mission here It's time to get involved And get loud America.